You're listening to the Sports Moment. February 13th, 2024. Part of the Sports Moments and Memories with Craig Olson podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss a sports moment. Sponsored by Pemberton Law. And Lake Area Docks and Lifts. The biggest night of the year for the Otter Girls hockey team has arrived. It's section championship night, and the Otters are the number one seed, and they're trying to get back to state for a second straight year as they take on Northern Lakes tonight at the Runestone Arena in Alexandria. Now, the Otters beat Northern Lakes by a score of six to nothing the last time they played, and that was just a, a week ago in the final regular season game. So the Otters are favored tonight, and as the number one seed are trying to uh, repeat as champions in the section, we'll see how it all plays out and if they'll get another trip to St. Paul. Well, last night there were a few games around the area, kind of a light night, Monday nights usually are, but some girls basketball. It was senior night in Rothsay last night, and the Rothsay Tigers took care of business on their home floor as they defeated Lake Park Audubon. Final score in that one was 57-40. to 40. Ellie Meyer and Kinsey Heyer, the two seniors on that team, head coach Anita Heyer said that she thought the seniors generated great energy last night and that they have been just great leaders for the Tigers on and off the court. Rossi was led by Savannah Sullivan, who had 29 points. She's been so consistent as a scoring leader. And Mackenzie Tillman, with nine points and eight rebounds last night. Other games, the Parker's Prairie girls basketball team hosted Ashby and won 57-34. Pelican Rapids keeps rolling along. They are 22-2, and and they're riding an 11-game winning streak after they defeated a good Wadena Deer Creek team in Wadena last night, 60-46. to Morgan Korf and Anna Roysom led the Lady Vikings with 23 points each. Korf also had seven assists, and Roysom had seven rebounds and three blocked shots, so a great job by those two gals. Sabika won at home against Battle Lake, 53-48. to The Battlers' Kennedy Cameron led all scorers with 26 points in that game. And West Central Area defeated Clinton Graceville Beardsley and Barrett last night, 76-53. Bemidji was a winner in boys basketball, or Verndale was a winner in boys basketball over Ashby last night. Verndale had all uh, had four players in uh, double digits last night in that 76-64 win over the uh, Ashby Arrows. Again, a light night on the schedule last night. Well, one of our sponsors on our podcast is the Pemberton Law Firm. They have offices to serve you in Fergus Falls, Wadena, Detroit Lakes, and Alexandria. And you can always visit them online at PEMLaw.com. Pemberton Law carries a legacy of trustworthy and reputable legal representation dating back to 1883. And of course, Lake Area Docks and Lifts serves you from five different locations across Lakes Area. And they are ready to help you get ready for what should be a fun-filled summer on the water. Lake Area Docks and Lifts. 
The Linda Alamati of the Spartan men's basketball team has received Player of the Week honors in the MCAC Southern Division for men's basketball. Alamati got the Athlete of the Week award after scoring 57 points, shooting 51.1% from the field and 40% from behind the arc in the Spartans' two games during the week. He also picked up 19 rebounds, six assists, four steals, and two blocked shots. Alamati is averaging 13 points per game and is one point shy of scoring his 300th point of the season. He had quite a second half as the Spartans tried to come all the way back from a 26-point first-half deficit against Denoka Ramsey. Alamati kind of put him on, a, on his back as they got to within two points in the second half as Alamati scored 27 of his game-high 35 in the second half of that Spartan loss to Anoka Ramsey. By the way, the Lady Spartans play tonight against Trinity Bible College at M State. That is a 7 o'clock women's game only tonight at the college with Trinity Bible College in town. The reason they have that game on the schedule is Ridgewater, who is one of the MCAC Southern Division schools, does not have a women's team this year. So when the Spartan men go to Wilmer tomorrow to play Ridgewater, there would be no game for the Lady Spartans, so they scheduled this non-conference opponent tonight out at M-State. Another opportunity for M-State fans to see uh, the Spartans on their home floor before this season uh, comes to an end. And boy, that's happening rapidly here as the regular season ends on the 24th of February, and that's, uh, that's coming up awfully fast. Well, the Timberwolves got it done last night. Carl Anthony Towns scored 24. Anthony Edwards added 23. And the Timberwolves pulled away in the second half for a 121-100 victory over the L.A. Clippers. It was a matchup of two of the top teams in the Western Conference. In fact, right now the Timberwolves are a game up on Oklahoma City and a game and a half ahead of Denver and Los Angeles Clippers. So they're sitting pretty good right now and are playing well. They won their third game in their last four. And it was the 10th time this season the Wolves have won when trailing at halftime. And that's the second best stat in the NBA in that particular category. And they did it on the strength of a 40-19 to third quarter. They made 13 of 13 free throws in that third quarter and shot the ball really well, made 12 out of 19 shots from the field in that uh, third quarter. The Timberwolves are at Portland now starting tonight. They have two straight games against the Trailblazers in Portland as they try to increase their lead in the Northwest Division and the Western Conference of the NBA. And a good night for the Wild last night in Las Vegas on the heels of Super Bowl 58 on Sunday. The Las Vegas Golden Knights, the defending Stanley Cup champions in the NHL, hosting the Wild and the Wild winning 5-3. Joel Eriksson-Eck had a couple of goals. Uh, Mats Zuccarello, Marco Rossi, and Matt Boldy also scored. Philip Gustafson made 27 saves, and the Wild have won all three of their games since the All-Star break ended, and they have picked up six wins in their last eight games. So they are gradually moving up the ladder in the Central Division standings and the Western Conference standings. 
And we talked about that, how important it was for them to get a fast start after the All-Star break if they wanted to play their way back into the playoff conversation. And they are doing that slowly but surely. They will visit Arizona tomorrow night in their next game. The Dallas Cowboys have reached agreement officially now with Mike Zimmer to make the former Vikings coach their new defensive coordinator. Now that just confirmed today that it was official. There were a lot of rumors about it at the end of last week and over the weekend. Zimmer and the Cowboys agreed to contract terms Monday afternoon. He will replace Dan Quinn, who was hired last week as the Washington Commander's new coach after a three-year run as a Cowboys defensive coordinator. Zimmer is 67 years old. He was a Cowboys assistant coach from 1994 to 2006, starting as a defensive assistant, moving to defensive backs in 1995, the last season for which Dallas won a Super Bowl, and then serving as the defensive coordinator from 2000 to 2006. Of course, from 2014 to 2021, Zimmer was the head coach of the Vikings, compiling a pretty impressive record, 74-59-1, and and that included three playoff appearances. Zimmer is the third defensive coordinator under head coach uh, Mike McCarthy in his five seasons at the helm. And the longest Super Bowl game also will go down as the most watched program in television history. According to Nielsen and Adobe Analytics, the Kansas City Chiefs' 25-22 overtime victory versus the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday averaged 123.4 million viewers across television and streaming platforms. And that shattered last year's mark of 115.1 million for Kansas City's last play victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's a 7% increase in the last year. The game was televised by CBS, Nickelodeon, and Univision and streamed on Paramount Plus as well as the NFL's digital platforms. Nielsen also said a record 202.4 million watched at least part of the game across all networks, and that is a 10% jump over last year's figure of 183.6 million. The CBS broadcast averaged 120 million. The network's previous mark for its most watched Super Bowl was 112.34 million for the 2016 game between the Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers. Sunday's game was only the second of the 58 Super Bowls to go into overtime. The previous one was in 2017 when the Patriots rallied from a 28 to 3 deficit to beat the Atlanta Falcons 34 to 28. It was a good playoff run for the NFL. Their playoffs averaged 38.5 million viewers during the first three weekends, which was a 9% increase over last year. Well, thanks for joining us for our podcast today. Busy Tuesday night. We'll catch you up on all the details uh, tomorrow on our Sports Moments and Memories podcast. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Sports Moment with Craig Olson. Sponsored by Pemberton Law and Lake Area Docks and Lifts. Produced by Sunroom Lab. Music by Blue Red Roses. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for listening.